0: a deplorable bum. I reside in the States, but Scotland is where I'm from. Sometimes I feel defeated, but we will always stand tall. Fighting with my family, we go one, we go and in talks of
1: bread and wine
0: And our children through the world into the land we the, the people need to stand Firm and understand Without liberty and freedom All we have is dirt and land Holding the sword high I'll stand firmly through the pain. The end of my life. A decision you should make. I will be your servant and the warrior whose soul you will take. Your yeah, weight may fall, holding the line. Your yeah, weight may fall, but we'll be fine. The world will see. And global
2: crimes. Hello, the will time. Good evening, family. How about you doing today? I hope you all had an absolutely lovely weekend. I had a great weekend. It's cooling off here, which is so nice. We've gotten a lot of, lot of rain, which we've needed. Everything is just as green as can be here in Kentucky. Absolutely loving it. Guys, if you did not get a chance to see a Friday show, definitely go check that out. We had our brother Steve on and uh, loved talking to him. It was like we didn't miss a beat. We hadn't been on in a while. We had him on like six months ago, I think. Um, And then probably, what, two years worth of shows that we had done and we didn't miss a beat. It was awesome and a great show. And I appreciate all the comments that I've gotten about it. Um, You know, I'll make sure when I talk to Steve next time, I will pass on all the wonderful things you had to say and let Steve know that he actually help some people with his story. And that's what it is all about. That is the whole point of our show um, that we're going to be working on as well is just spread the message, letting people tell their stories so that they themselves can hopefully help someone else either avoid it or get out of the situation they're in. So, Steve, I love you, brother. God bless. As well, Sunday, if you guys did not catch that show, we had Flightwork Mary on. We talked about um, Halloween and as Christians, should we or should we not celebrate it? Um, You know, it was a great discussion. Um, I think most of us are on the same page about that And i actually found a a tweet today that came from a preacher wendell which i really like and he said dressing up in costumes for halloween does not make you a devil worshiper nor does dressing up to go to church make you a christian and i was kind of really well said you know what i'm saying how many weekend warriors are out there lots of them guys this is kilted christian episode 473 tonight i am so excited we have devo and hyvistus on Great, great friends of ours, brother and sister, um, border collie lovers as well. Beautiful dog, my favorite dog, actually a little jealous. I would love to take care of that dog at some point. But guys, it's gonna be a great show. I am so thankful that they came on with us tonight. Once again, the Christian, 473, Devo and High Vistas. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We are the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right, flight work, Mary. Thank you so much for coming on yesterday. Had a blast. Love the show. Love you. You know we love you so much. And to all of you here that I did not get a chance to say hello to. Thankful for you are here. Um, God bless you all. And as you can see, I finally figured out how to at you. So I can like have your name up there instead of having to type it up every single time. No, it only took me 473 episodes to figure it out, but I've got it. And MSM Liars, save some of that Halloween chili for me. Make it spicy. Looking forward to it. Guys, we'll go ahead and say hello to everybody before we get started tonight. Livin, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing really well today. It's been a little bit chilly here and everything like that. I'm excited to hear Devo and Hyphus's little conversation we're gonna have. It's good to see you guys. I love you both very much. I'm glad that you're both here.
2: Yeah, and how are you both doing this evening? We are doing well. Beautiful.
1: She's on also yeah,
4: <laughs> yes, he calls me that. Isn't that just the sweetest thing ever that no, it is. his brother, yeah, his brother-in-law thinks that it's wrong for him to use an adjective when he speaks to me that I have a name, but Aww. that has I don't, sometimes I don't know if if he knows my name anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's a, that's a beautiful thing to call you. No,
2: it absolutely, it absolutely is. is. You got your special name.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: And, and you are beautiful. I agree with him. You've got a wonderful soul. Um, you two are amazing. I love you so much. And I was absolutely blessed. We both were to be able to, to meet you in person. Finally at this last Bards Fest, you know, so you came all the way here, um, from up north and, and Mary's neck of the woods. And, uh, came down and visited us and, and had a really good time. And it, it was just amazing to get to finally hug you both and, and say, Hey, on those few opportunities that I could walk away from my desk.
5: It was awesome to meet everybody. And Mary's actually a Southerner. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's, she's not up by us. She's in the uh, Metro area. So she's a couple of,
2: well, six, five, six hours away from us. So she's got that southern-northern accent, you know, like hockey? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that would hobby. be correct. <laughs> I, I she's, love closer,
4: it. she's closer to Little Somalia. We are not.
2: Oh, oh boy. Yep. Mary, I'm just going to say it. Go out, make sure you're armed. Get some extra pew-pew. Get ready. <laughs> We're all going <laughs> to need it, but you're, you're too close. That's how I felt when I was up in uh, Holland, Michigan, because Dearborn was right up the road um you know so it was it was very interesting uh a lot of uh unrest up there um with this whole palestinian israel thing which is it's it's two sides of the same coin we all know this you know like so i'm saying i'm not gonna pick sides I, i pick peace i pick peace um so we're gonna get into some conversations tonight um you know just you asked what the conversation what the topic was tonight and i was like everything we're just gonna talk about the world we're gonna talk about everything that's going on in the world and i've got um a lot of things kind of lined up that we will discuss this evening. First thing, um, we were just talking about hockey before the show. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a topic that comes up out of my mouth at least four or five times a day. You guys know I love hockey. Um, one of the people that I worked with at one point wasn't on his team, but came over to where we were, um, ended up getting uh, moving over and playing in a British league. And this weekend had his throat slashed mm. with an ice skate. And mm-hmm. um, the big thing that they're talking about right now is, you know, does this guy that slashed his throat deserve time in jail? In my opinion, absolutely. He mm-hmm. doesn't need to go to jail for murder. He does need to go to jail for manslaughter. Um, anybody who has ever been on ice, who has ever ice skated, played hockey or anything, mm-hmm. you know when you fall, your feet may go waist high. This guy's foot was neck high. He was The, the player was standing up full on going for the puck. He went out of his way towards him lifted up his left leg Mm -hmm. throat high and cut his throat um and he died i thought he made it to the hospital but apparently oh my god yeah apparently he bled out on the ice Mm -hmm. Um, heartbreaking i I have witnessed things before but before i saw the video i just assumed that the player was on the ground because that happens when a skater's trying to jump over and i've seen a face get slashed before and got if you've ever ice skated um ice skates are sharp they are like knives and they sharpen them before every time they hit the ice like it's no joke and um this poor guy like i said he got hit in the carotid artery and it and he he passed away sadly at 20 i think 26 or 28 years old something like that He, he was pretty young yeah
3: yeah heartbreaking but if you watch if you watch the video, you you'll you'll get pretty yeah, angry. The, yeah, you at, will. At, at um, you can see the intent.
2: Yeah, he so, he lifted that leg up neck yeah. high, and like I said, is if you've ever been on skates, that takes a really good skater to be able to put a leg up that high while the other one's still on the ice. You know, so and it's double edged. Doctor Truth Patriot mm-hmm. says, they, and they're all double edged cuts. So if you really look closely at, at skate blades, it's not one blade, it's two blades on every skate. So they do like an edge cut. So there's there's two little blade. It was um Sheffield Mary um out of Great Britain. Mm-hmm. So it was over in England where this happened. Um the guy that that did the that actually did it um has more penalty minutes than anyone mm-hmm. else in that league yeah. and has been suspended for three different games because of his, of attitude. his attitude
5: yeah, yeah. wow well, i'm thinking more than manslaughter then
2: it, it was
5: there yeah. there's intent,
2: there. intent like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. see well i i don't know if he but, meant to bring the leg up throat high i i'm wondering if it was meant for the chest and nonetheless it was a terrible move you guys are professional mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying lose a game before you lose your cool And in this case, it was just ugly. And and unfortunately, the video that's being shown shows the hit, but it doesn't show the blood or anything like that. So it's not as bad as it could have been, but um, it was pretty bad. And right now the conversation is, does this guy deserve jail time? And, you know, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that because my thoughts are absolutely, at the very least, manslaughter. Not um, an unintentional manslaughter. I mean, because he did go and he moved his leg up that high i just don't know if it was like murder or anything like that but nonetheless he he needs to face jail time or at the very least get removed from playing hockey ever again
3: oh i think yeah
5: well i'm going with jail time Mm -hmm. you know much worse even than tyson went for his thing with Robin Mm -hmm. Williams, I think, or whatever her name was. Um, Gibbons. And also we had uh, George Floyd's, you know, he he committed suicide and Chavez is in prison right now, still Mm -hmm. for him. So, yeah, I I think this
2: guy deserves it. Yeah, but, you know, we've got a very um, unfair world right now you know the people yes. that do the least get in the most trouble the ones that do the most get in zero trouble um kind of brings me to the next topic is right now we're watching um you know we, we saw the guy that pulled the fire alarm um and they're basically giving him a slap on the wrist getting, they gave him a fine and then once his fine's over it gets expunged from his record um if that Ugh. was you or me we'd be NCHL. sitting in prison for a felony okay. not to mention the disturbing a um Senate session that was taking place. Um, we've got, okay, so we talked last week and I'd love to hear your guys' views on this. So last week we talked about the the shooting that took place in Maine. Um, we all talked about it. We all heard about it. They shoved it down our throats for a couple of days, but then it disappeared. So what did you hear this weekend is they ended up finding him dead, okay? That's not too out of the ordinary, but what is out of the ordinary is he died of two gunshots to the head. So, um, how does that happen? You know, you generally figure one gunshot to the head, and you're not going <laughs> to be able it. to pull that trigger again. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm.
5: Maybe the two guys that actually committed the crime shot him.
2: I'm thinking a three letter agency <laughs> took him out. <laughs> yeah, he was, as Ms. liar says, he was double suicided. Double suicided. Um, you know, and then today. There was a an amusement park um, in Colorado where they found a guy who was dead that was like loaded with explosive materials, guns, like all kinds of stuff. So, you know, here's my question is who killed him? You know what I'm saying? What was he planning on doing? And then who ultimately killed him before he got a chance to do it? And at the very least, I'm thankful that he didn't, um, that he didn't, get a chance to go through with what he was doing but he still brings the question up is how did he die um msm liar says he was 22 years old there was no cause of death
4: Hmm.
2: did you guys hear about that
4: interesting i did i you know where i'm at with the news honestly how much cgi they have in Mm. in the narratives that this we're living in crazy times and the more they want us to believe in the craziness, I, I don't know. It's one where I'm finding that I'm less and less, it hurts my soul to be so emotionally involved. Yeah. I think is, is probably, so this particular one, um, I think that there was somebody that they they pinned it on and said it was this guy, whether it was or not, you know, we we know how this all plays out and it just, it hurts my soul to see, um, the, the, the evil and the harm that one human being is doing to another and then yeah. making us all watch it. I agree.
2: I, I, I agree a hundred percent. And that was one thing, you know, that we discussed on Friday with Steve is that one of the reasons that we stopped doing PTV or Pager Transition voice was because, you know digging into this stuff it's not like we just come on to the show and then go hey guys let's talk like we spend our days Looking. and nights doing research getting things yeah. organized together mm-hmm. finding um um, other sources that can verify what we are talking about it's okay. so it, it's it's non-stop work and it's really hard on the soul and then you know you go further you know i went down to the border for a month and a half we we have um people like um living over here who is actively um hunting pedophiles on social media. Mm-hmm. We do our digging into that to go find out more to look into it. So it it puts you in a very dark place. And, you know, for anyone who ever does any of this kind of research on their own without having God into their life,
3: yeah.
2: I'd recommend you stop because God is what pulls me out of these dark holes. You know, Absolutely. um yes. you know so and you guys feel the same way, obviously, you know, as what Julie was just saying is that you guys, um, it, it is, it's hard on the soul. There's a point, she, she texted me earlier and she said that there's a point where you guys will only watch so much news and then you'll turn your news off during the day just because it, it's repetitive and it just puts you in a dark place, you know what I'm saying? No one wants to feed their soul all day long with just negative, negative, negative.
3: Yeah, and yeah, negative. And we've been doing everything. You become every... what you put in. Well, yeah. yeah, and we've been doing it for what, six years? Yeah, we've been doing it for six years. So, you know, it's, uh, it It gets hard on you. It really does. And um, I think it's, I
4: agree. And I think that the conversation we had this morning, um, we were discussing what happens with the, you know, in the world we're living in and what's happening in the Middle East and how quickly things can escalate and how very quickly all the narratives go away. And then they're only telling us what we want, what they want us to know. And we don't have the other opportunities to have conversations like these. And then if it all goes away, then how are we going to spend our time? And that was part of our conversation around beyond just limiting our time um, with news, it's because we can only take so much of it, mm-hmm. but also our screen time and the amount of time we spend because we're, we get sucked in. That We are, in this household anyways, we are making a conscious effort utilizing timers and being conscious of how much time we are spending connected to things that we have no control over yeah. in decisions or so forth, and the emotional cost that is coming that those moments, that instead of spending all those moments down the rabbit holes, we're spending more of those moments in prayer and asking for, how do we make a
2: difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Really, how do we make a difference? And that's one of the greatest ways that we can play our part right now is through prayer. Um, We went to something today. It was a moon wolf living myself and my mother. Um, We went to something that we thought we could have a little bit of control over or or a little involvement. And uh, we had uh, Thomas Massey, um, we had Daniel Cameron, who's running for governor here in Kentucky, um, Barr, who is the attorney general. We mm-hmm. had a bunch of people that were here that came to our little tiny town um, to speak to us today.
3: Mm-hmm, which is awesome.
2: We were excited. You know, how, how would we have had control or involvement in it? Asking questions. So I, I had questions. My my <laughs> intentions.
3: I could see his brain ticking. Oh, my brain was ticking. <laughs> he I was had,
2: I had all these questions lined up in my head. But most importantly, yes. I had a prayer lined up. Mm-hmm. I was going to get up to the microphone and I was going to pray for him um, that God give him wisdom, the wisdom, the discernment and the leadership that he needs. We don't need to lead like Americans. We need to lead like Jesus. You know, so I was going to have this nice prayer all lined up. And he got up there. Daniel Cameron spoke for, what, 10, 15 minutes. Yes. And he goes, all right, guys, I'm going to go over here to take pictures with you so you know so i walked away with some hope or not walked away i went there with some hope like this guy's here for us Mm -hmm. did i like what he had to say absolutely he talked about faith he talked about the lockdowns and how they were you know just atrocious for this country for this this state um on paper everyone sounds good lindsey graham sounds great when he's telling you what he wants to do for you when he's running for office but then he gets in the office you know so i was like Answer some questions, you know, let the people tell you what they want, what they're looking for. Ask what you plan on doing, because I wanted to ask them, you know, you you talk a lot about going against the Biden administration, but I want to hear you talk about going against rhinos. No one ever brings up that topic. Are you going to fall in line with the rhinos? Are you going to, you know, stay constitutional? We didn't get a chance. No, to ask any of those questions today, and it was a, it was a big disappointment. Nathan was disappointed. I was disappointed. Living was my mother was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great that we got to go, uh, but once again, is this talk? Is yeah. are you planning on doing what you're doing? You know, so um, it's sad. So what what we planned on doing? So I reached out to Matt and Hev, and we are going to be meeting up um, either Sunday or Monday over here. Going to have some dinner, and we're all going to do a prayer. prayer before the tuesday election Mm -hmm. and we're going to pray that that god leads him that god gives him the wisdom the discernment that he needs we're all going to go around and pray separately so we'll have like seven or eight people here all praying their own prayer as we pray together um that's how we can make a difference that's how we can be involved in this election at this point this is in god's hands Mm
4: -hmm.
3: yeah it's disappointing because what what was disappointing to me was the uh, the fact that instead of taking pictures, why not? Why not answer the questions? Why not let people ask you what your plan is without being scripted? Because they're always scripted when they come in, they know what they're going to say. They know what, yeah, I gotta yeah. say this, this, and I gotta, and then their handlers got to tell them to get this, this, and this in. So it is disappointing that we weren't allowed. I would rather not have a picture of you. I would rather hear what you're going to do for me, Yeah, him ourselves that live in this community i'm thankful that he came but i would i would have liked to have that opportunity like he said to pray and to ask the real serious questions that don't ever get answered i I could have
2: flipped on any kentucky tv channel Mm -hmm. and i could have heard Heard. what he said yes you know um it was hands off it was it was Mm -hmm. like i said it was really disappointing like how are you guys looking right now politically what what are you looking at for the elections coming up
5: i really haven't looked into the elections yet that much i mean getting ready for them i don't know what do we have
4: you know for us you know tuesday is voting day of course like it is for everybody else locally we don't have any elections this year that the only thing we have on the ballot on tuesday is a a referendum with um for the school, school want board. yeah the school wants money that and and while we're speaking about that that we have a decent school district that we attend school board meetings on a regular basis as Kevin does and it's one where but they I love that they they want to do some good things but what it what they did and we're a small community as we've talked about and it's disappointing because what's happened is it's like the, and we really like the superintendent and we like most of the school board, but what they've done is like they all sat down and they brainstormed and they said, let's make a wish list of everything we possibly want at the school and that not only that we want, nor not only that we need, but also what we want. And then what they did is they sat down and they totaled it all up and they put a number on it and that's what they're asking the people for. Now, are there things that the school needs? Absolutely but it is about half of the $27 million that they're asking for.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy it's money, 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 money. And yeah. you Ask know them what they're going to do with it. i, I yeah, they I'd be all right giving money to school districts. Yeah. Um, if I knew what they were going to do with it, mm-hmm. you know,
4: um, well, reading, you, no, writing, no, 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 arithmetic. No. And you're right. But it just, and they gave us a whole long list. And this is the thing that we sat down one night and we looked at this and it's one where there about half of it is things that the school would really benefit from. And there are things that are needed But you know, there are there half, I mean, $13 million. No, we are a small community. I mean, our school district is a little bigger, but the, the city itself where we live is less than 500 people. And we have the surrounding rural areas and the school district wants property taxes to pay for this. This isn't money that's coming from government. This is, they want it out of the community's pocket. And they have the, in my opinion, the audacity to ask for, You know, some of it is changing bathrooms, some of it is this, some of our, a lot of this, wow, could we please have this and we'd love to have this. And it's just, there's a huge difference in even where we are, where it's just, there is a difference between want and need. Yes. And this is excessive.
2: No, you're right. And and they don't put um they don't put uh trans education or uh teaching your kids to be gay. They don't put that on that little list when they're asking for the money. They just do it.
5: <laughs> no, well, the nice thing is about this. I don't know how much that would fly up here. Right? You you you'd bring it out and there would be a lot of upset people at the school board meetings and they'd never leave yeah I mean they'd stay there you know but one thing that I have a question about with schools now is they're doing this cell learning Mm -hmm. they're trying to the social emotional learning I'm not it sounds good on the surface but I really haven't been able to get down to the brass tacks of what that really means is it another way of pushing in critical race theory yeah. but having a different
4: it's like minnesota's new fancy word version of what they've been trying to push as a leader on you know the sanctuary for transgender surgeries and that they that other states can't parents can't come get their kids i mean it's horrible what the democratic legislature has done in this state yeah that it it doesn't reflect any of the people Mm -hmm. i mean i know that that's true in many places it's just exceptionally horrible here
2: yeah it's it's the same thing they do they they reword things um, the same thing they did with uh witchcraft and now they call it pharmaceuticals. You know what I'm saying? They, they change the words once people start understanding what it is so that you don't think that you're supporting something, um, like critical race theory, great example. And it's sad because Obama, um, moves so many migrants into your state and it's, they're, they're voting now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's it's not speaking for your state. It's speaking for those couple of cities where all these people are jammed in. And we're going to be seeing this more and more and more and more as we move forward in multiple states. You know, um, New York is another great example. Chicago, we're going to be seeing it happen in there. California, um, you know, you guys remember that that movie Escape from New York? that came out in oh, like I the eighties. I love Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken was awesome. I love um, John Carpenter. I love those movies, but like th- that's gonna be a reality at some point here soon. People, I mean, it's gonna be all craziness and gangs and, and, and it's gonna be worse, n- no rule of law whatsoever. And it's gonna become like a big giant prison. Did I
5: send you that video about the uh, Congressman from New York? who admitted that that's why they're getting the illegal aliens in there is so that they can have people that will vote
2: for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're voting or they're, yeah. they're going through the procedures right now to allow these people to vote. And the moment you call them out, what do they do? Oh, no, no, no. This is just for our state. Baloney!
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Baloney! Yeah. You guys don't stop it being kind of corrupt. They go through with the whole corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so earlier, uh, uh, Hibiscus and I were having a little small conversation, um, and I'd love to to get in this with her about um, Hurricane Otis. So if you guys don't know Hurricane Otis was, Hurricane Otis hit Alcapulco. I can never pre- – Alcapulco, that's one of those words, man. It just doesn't roll <laughs> off my tongue, like superfluous, you know. Um, <laughs> but this was one of the biggest hurricanes mm-hmm ever to make landfall, okay? It was a category 5 at one point. It hit as a full-on category 4. That is gigantic. Huge. Um ended up absolutely destroying um Acapulco. Destroying it. Like if it ever comes back, I'll be surprised. You may not have known about it because no one's talking about it. Um the media has completely avoided it. Um so um would you like to would you like to tell us what you were telling me earlier? about the oddities of Otis.
4: I had watched um, a video last night that was um, done by somebody that actually they they own they own property in Acapulco and they also own a place in Mexico City. He has a, a fair amount of business. He's an American, but he's down there. And he was contacted by the gentleman that did this interview that was talking to him and they were discussing what had happened that the gentleman that has property in acapulco so actual eyes on the ground you know real people not news channel stuff he was saying that um they you know they keep track of things but category ones are usually the only thing you know things happen off of nicaragua and they move up but they only have like category one sort of storm so they they pay attention to tropical storms and so forth, but not much happening. And he said that he was looking at this and what they were talking about, and at nine o'clock at night, 9 p.m., he had gone out to all his neighbors and the people he knew, and he, he urged them all to, especially the ones with young children, to get their kids and to get out of Acapulco, that they needed to leave. And he said only one person in his neighborhood their next door neighbors that had a couple little kids actually heeded his his advice and left and that at nine o'clock it was already um, coming at them and by the time all of Acapulco had gone to bed that the cat five hit with 200 mile an hour winds between one and two o'clock in the morning and that there is not a single window glass window that wasn't broken in Acapulco and he went on to talk about all of this but they said this, the anomalies were crazy because it came up so fast there were no warnings no nothing and in addition to that there was no rain that this and, was just yes. straight on winds and they even talked about was this really a hurricane you know my understanding and you know more about this than i do joseph is that you know, hurricanes gain their strength from warm water from and picking up the mm-hmm. right the, the process so it's one where it didn't make sense and you know they even in the conversation that i listened to which was about 40 minutes long they talked about how the 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 winds were more um reminiscent because of the breaking of glass and the strength and the damage to so many things of it actually being more like a um a a tornado tornado.
2: yeah a giant tornado um
4: a giant tornado coming right at the and they were um, also discussing you know people again people that live there about how um a lot of the elites have not liked the fact that there's a lot of the um the poor that have really started to encroach upon the resort areas yeah and that they discussed in the interview the um weather weapons that this was intentional in order to to cause damage to people who have very little to take away you know food electricity you know the the utter devastation and then that this had no, there's no water involved, that it was the storm surge that came yeah. that caused a lot of the water damage, but there was no rain with this.
2: Exactly. And, and
4: that, it's... yeah, they discussed it in the last pieces. What they discussed is that they really felt that this was looking very much like Maui, that this is
2: See, to yeah. get
4: rid of the, um, the, the poorest of the poor the and the to take what drought. they have.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolute land grab. You know, Steve Cusick, you're right here with this brother. Have you ever seen a hurricane that had no rain? I haven't. Mm-hmm. I I've surfed hurricanes my whole life. I I'd be the guy that went into a hurricane instead of running from. Them. Never seen a hurricane that didn't produce moisture.
5: W- would you like an update on Molly?
2: Yeah, I would love, love one dance. because uh no one else has no given them is to it. us. <laughs> we might as
3: well.
5: I I I just got one from the last couple of days. I've been getting them from my friend that lives out there uh what has happened because there's nothing there they have no water no food you can't make a living because everything's been wiped out so the people from lahaina are having to go to the other islands that is being considered that they're abandoning it yep and so it's a land grab so now the other people can take it. So it is 100% set up where it's going to be taken away from the Hawaiians.
2: You, you know, it's, it's disgusting and sad, you know, I've got two theories on, you know, why no one was talking about, um, Otis and, and, you know, hitting um, Mexico, one of them falls right into line with Maui. They started talking about Maui and then, you know, we live in a world right now, of very distrustful people. We don't rely on our media anymore. We hear what the media has to say. And then we're like, okay, I'm going to go look this up and start digging. So we've got um, a nation of researchers right now. The moment we started digging a little bit too deep and actually coming to legit conclusions, it disappeared from the media. But then people noticed that just like we said, you know, people were talking like, well, what happened to it? They stopped talking about Maui. So that's why they never started talking about Otis, in my opinion. Number two, um, we give aid, financial aid to all kinds of countries that need it. Well, we don't give aid to any country or any island or anything unless we can launder that money somehow. And this money yeah. would have been used to actually do what the money's purpose was. So, of course, the media is not going to mention it because they're in the pockets of our government. The government isn't going to go giving them aid that they can't put in their pockets somehow. Um, you know, so this is why we we really didn't hear about it. Well, you
5: remember actually what Obama did in 2012 when he made it—it it, it used to be illegal for CIA three-letter agencies and the media to lie to the American people. Mm-hmm. He made it actually legal that you could lie to the American people, and yeah. I remember when that happened. I was like, "Smith, nothing good can come of this." Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Well, they also they also talked about how the um, the government was there, and they're doing the same thing that our government did in Maui, is that they're keeping people out, including media. So they are actually handling this right from the get go, yes. and they're not. This is why there's very little footage coming out, and it's only coming out of places like CNN. The the, the narrative is so controlled, and they're you know, and I've heard, and it, it's it's rumors, but they've talked about how um the government has got everything involved in that um with the poor people and I know I saw I don't know who it was it said this in chat a lot about the potential for organ harvesting that yeah, it's just yes. there's so many people yeah and it just not even the the trafficking but actually when you when you when you take from those that have the least and then you take everything that they have including their life in this form i mean it how does it get more evil than that it's just it's it's unbelievable
2: and and it just shows you that the hierarchy of the world we live in a caste system whether they want to admit it or not um we're at the bottom of that and uh they'll take us out they've got no problem they you know bit by bit they're killing us with stuff falling out of the skies um the weather activity you know all these things that used to be called conspiracy theorists for are, are now being talked about openly they're even admitting that they can manipulate weather right now. But of course, you know, this is climate change. But that was when I knew that something was very off about this Otis in particular is because our Democrats didn't jump right on, on the climate change thing, you know, like they do with gun control after every shooting. You know what I'm saying? They 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 take every problem and use it in their favor. And they did not in this case, you know, which these are the things that really stand out. but. You know, it's good that we've become um somewhat jaded, that we question absolutely everything. We're not sitting around going, okay, thank you for the answer. We're going, I don't know, man. It's coming from the mainstream media. It's probably the opposite. Um, so we do. We've got a lot of people right now that, that do their own research and they mm-hmm. get to the bottom of these things. And we've seen, you know, for those of us that are older, um, we played outside our whole lives. You know, we know what we see when we look up yeah. into the sky. Things stand out to us. Things don't look the same that they did when we were younger, um, you know. So we are more aware of it. It's the same thing for people like myself that are like avid weather loving people <laughs> that watch hurricanes and everything. When I start seeing hurricanes doing loop de loops or becoming a hurricane five from a hurricane one in like five hours, like these things aren't normal. And it's not climate change, you know. Um, you know, it, it's not any warmer or colder than it ever has been. The only difference is the way that they put it on television with the map. You know, before it would be like 99 degrees and it would just be like this green color, but now they make it red or, or like dark red or maroon. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? It's, it's yeah. like menacing. So it, it's all part of the uh, the brainwashing that they, that they do um, more and more and more as we move forward. And it's sad, it's really sad. You know what I'm saying? It, it hurts the soul because who can we trust? You know, God's going to be the one to fix this thing. And I'm telling you right now, you know, Mm -hmm. there was a while when I first read like Revelation and stuff, I'm like, man, I know the world's bad, but I just can't see, you know, Uh, Jesus coming down as a warrior and being all pissed off. I get it now. (laughs) Jesus, come back. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yes. So can I ask you a question on this? Do you think, um, did you say yes? Yeah. Okay. Do, Do you think that it's possible that whether assuming weather weapons were involved, that the no news coverage in this that they learned from Maui, and this is to prevent evidence from being found yeah. and delivered, that they still have no electricity and no cell service mm-hmm. in Acapulco. You have to get at least an hour outside of Acapulco to even get cell service to be able to send communications out. Oh. That they're just really trying to to pigeonhole all the information so we're not looking through the photos and the stuff that yeah. we had from citizen journalists
2: they're they're learning they, we were a society of um yes men not too long ago you know we get our sources from CNN from Fox i mean even us like many of us were still you know watching fox and then one day we woke up and realized that fox is part of the problem too um we've moved past that point now they are having to change up the way that they do things just like you just said because we're getting smarter we're doing our own research so it would it surprise me if they shut the electricity and cell services off before the hurricane even hit that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever wow um, okay you know um, nope. because mm-hmm. how do you keep information from yeah. circulating you Basically, you knock everything out, you shut down communications, you destroy their area, and then no one has a way to even get to that hour, hour and a half away, like you just said, to be able to send a picture, to be able to talk and so forth. I mean, at this point, would it shock you to think that they would EMP everything in an area and then bring a hurricane in and blame it on the hurricane?
5: Sadly, no. no. The thing is, though, sat phones are getting to be bigger. Mm-hmm. thing. People are getting them. Mm-hmm. And they're getting more affordable. I think people are going to start using sat phones in this type of thing. So that, hey, doesn't matter if they shut down the cell phone tower or anything. I had this in a Faraday bag, hold it out. Now mm-hmm. I can use it. I think people are getting smart enough where that's going to be the next kind step. of the norm for us.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you said satellite phone as well. Anyone who purchased a satellite phone is more than likely going to get a Faraday bag, too. That's just, Absolutely. they kind of would go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so it's just crazy that all this stuff is going on. You know, we've got, you know, the wars and the rumors of wars that are taking place. Like, they, they pretty much stopped talking about Ukraine um, altogether, um, except for what you hear about a Russia who is saying, we're getting ready to go into the after-war talks. You know, so they've dropped this completely. Um, they're not getting any more money. That's one thing, um, you know, I don't know how I feel about Michael Johnson yet, the, the new speaker of the House. I, I'm still, you know, holding out my judgment on him. Um, but today, let me go through and find this real quick. So today they released the Israel um, aid. Okay. So normally I would have been like, no, man, we don't need to be sending money over to these other countries. None of this stuff. We, we have to do the money here. Um, But what they did do is they said if they do any Ukraine, which they're not going to, they need to be on a separate bill and they need to to provide them with where their money went before they give any more money over to Ukraine. And then with this new aid that they're giving over, I think it was $15 billion, I think Mm -hmm. they're giving to Israel. um, They literally took $15 billion away from the IRS Mm -hmm. in order to make this happen. So they're cutting what they're giving to the IRS in order to give the money over to Israel. So at least they took it away from an organization that I can't stand and I don't trust. Um, Thomas Massey, who we saw earlier today, is standing against even giving money over to Israel because we don't have it. We can't afford it. Our economy is an illusion right now. The money that's being printed is is worth less than toilet paper. Toilet paper is worth more. Total papers are getting expensive again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's all a big scam. We don't have the money. The money that we're sending over there, what they're doing with it is they'll take this $15 billion, um, I want to say dollars, but at this point it's $15 billion papers, fake, paper. fake papers, yeah, paper printed, money. printed money. They're purchasing cryptos, gold, silver. So they're taking this fake money, and then they're turning it into a hard asset um, before the economy completely falls apart to where people understand that this money's worth nothing. What are what are your views on that? Beautiful.
4: I heard something today that I thought was, it is actually related and I think it's, it's profound. And somebody was discussing something where, um, they were talking about how we live in a society where so many people we we have a very clear understanding and a delineation between givers and takers and i think that applies to nations as well not only people that we know individually and people that we see on a larger stage and what this particular person said is that you know i can be a giver or a taker but there are actually three types of people and the third type, you have the givers, you have the takers, and you have the balancers. And I want to be a balancer. Yeah. And that's what I would like that's what I would like to see the United States be. I I, I mean, that's and maybe that's a pie in the sky version of um, a reality that we know doesn't exist right now. But I believe that if we live that in our own lives, that we still influence the circles around us and it will be a bottom up because we know that top down doesn't work. Yeah. We, and to answer your question specifically, I um, I think it's ridiculous that we're sending money any place that mm-hmm. um, when you can't when you can't clean your own room and keep your own house in order, um, you have no business in other people's houses.
2: Now, I agree 100%. It's the same thing where I see people that are running around trying to help everybody with their own problems when they're full of problems themselves. Like, you know, what what, there's an old saying is basically you can't help heal anyone else until you've healed yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. you first it starts at home and then you can help other people. Our country is full of veterans that are living on the streets right now, Yes, not to mention the other homeless that are living on the streets. We've got drug problems. We have a border. Matter of fact, um, part of me, but it pisses me off that that Johnson didn't go right in, and the first mm-hmm. thing he did was to shut the border down. Shut it. The first thing he did was go in and help Israel. Yeah. Look, you know what I'm saying? Like, if we need to help other countries, I like, get it, but we've got to start here first, and it doesn't cost you any— it's costing you more money keeping that border open, open mm-hmm. than it would to shut it down.
3: It's really going to cost you money when they, they rise up against us, too.
5: Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking that in and of itself lets you know that— He's not one hundred percent good, you it, know. Yes, exactly. It,
4: it... I I want to like the new speaker. I really do. um We've watched a few interviews that he has been a part of, and it's interesting because you spoke about this earlier, and probably most of the audience, if you haven't already, then at some point in the last few years, I'm sure that you've watched a body language expert talk about how. Um, even public figures have tells and and things that they do, and mm-hmm. um, I couldn't help but sit kind of. And I'm no expert, and neither neither one of us are, but we're watching him, and he's saying all the right words. So if I if I stop listening to what he's saying and start watching what how his body is reacting, and I know Joseph, this is kind of your thing as well. That if you watch some of his interviews, especially the one he did with Hannity, Sean Hannity from Fox News Mm -hmm. um, recently, every time he he has a tell and when he's got all the right words so you can hear them coming out of his mouth. But if you watch him every time he is saying something that he's been taught to say and he's practiced his his eye contact
2: drops. Yes, he looks down and. That's one of the the things, too, is it is the eye contact with lying is, you know, when you're lying to someone, you generally break eye contact. But a lot of people know that. So they they focus on keeping that eye contact. But the harder you focus on one thing, the less you're focusing on another. And there's a reason that they stand behind podiums. Mm -hmm. A lot of speakers don't need podiums. They walk around with the mic and they'll show their whole body. The reason these people stand behind podiums for the most part. Is because they're hiding their chest down. You can't see what their legs are moving. You can't see where their hands are going often. You have a lot of um, nonverbal communication, foot tapping, true yes. patriot, yes. Hands in pockets, mm-hmm. hand behind the back, leaning backwards, leaning forwards. Which way does your head tilt? Um, you know, when your head leans right, you're, you're looking back into your memory. When your head leans left, you're fabricating. It's the creative mind. So, um... A lot of these nonverbal communications are unavoidable, and you said it perfectly. Everyone has a tell Um, Mm -hmm. unless somebody points it out and they start working on not doing that tell, but um, like eye drop, head drops is a big one. Like you just said, when he lies or he's going over something he's been taught, you know, that it's a routine, they'll look down, they'll they'll break the eye contact or they'll look up, basically doing everything they can, but focusing on the people that they're talking to.
3: He actually and takes he, deep breaths yeah. too when he goes to answer. Yeah. have you noticed that? He'll stop and take a deep breath.
4: He does, and you know the other thing in just observing him, you know, and without really listening to the words, because I think he has the words down pat, and I think he's, I think he's been coached for quite some time, you know, and listening to some of the the theory behind how long they've wanted him in there. I think that he, this is only my opinion. I believe that he would easily pass a lie detector test because he keeps yeah. himself, you know, the the breath is there, but it's subtle enough that mm-hmm. he keeps his, his tone. It, it doesn't elevate. You can tell that he has really good control over the biofeedback in his body.
2: Yeah, and the thing is though, is wow. that we're dealing with sociopaths. Um, if you tell a lie enough, to where you start to believe it, it becomes truth. When you take yes, a lie detector in your mind, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. believing what you're saying. Your heart rate slows down. That's that's where um, lie detectors are. Is it it checks heart rate. Um, you know, so your heart rate naturally speeds up, slows down, and so forth. Um, but once again, if you tell a lie enough, you'll begin to believe it. And I know some some narcissists, you know, some sociopaths that are, that are straight up like that. Where they literally believe what they said you, you repeat something enough it becomes reality
4: yeah yeah it's a, it's a good point it, it's just interesting that if you would have asked me you know what i thought of his policy and the rest of it and israel is a really hard thing um mm-hmm. and we have a lot of conversations in this house about israel and you know and what they are where they land within the bible and is the state of israel the people of the bible and the answer for us is no no and what in and i do not think that there is one thing to defending yourself but what is happening um and what we as a country our leadership is and I, I understand that the ally side of things, but it's one that as the ally and as the big brother in this particular case, it is our responsibility to say you've crossed the line. You may not do this and that is not happening and that's not happening on purpose. And and, uh, we, and we know that it's all being done on purpose, but it's one of these where it's very difficult to feel so helpless knowing that um, there is nothing about what's happening, at least from our perspective in this household, mm-hmm. that reflects anything that we believe or the vast majority of people we personally know.
2: Yeah.
5: You know, it's like wa- yeah. watching a fight where you knock the one guy down and then the person, when the guy's there defenseless, just keeps kicking them and being you know doing all that mean stuff and nobody's stopping them they're just letting them keep going and it's like
2: what's going on here who's worse the one doing the kicking yeah. or the one who's standing by watching it and doing nothing you know it, yeah yeah
5: well, good. hopefully the guy doing nothing because the guy doing kicking is
4: and i strange. right and yeah. i don't understand and for me this is just me personally uh, it just i think it's different for women because we don't have the testosterone side of things i do not understand bloodlust, and that's what i'm seeing i don't understand I, it uh, there i do there's no part of me that understands it
2: i don't i don't agree with it but i understand it this is where bloodlust comes from we grew up in a very we grew up in a a gentle more gentle more loving society than we're watching today we grew up with very basic video games and an occasional horror film. Today, they push violence on the news every single day nonstop. Video games are as violent as it possibly gets. You're you're literally running around killing cops and prostitutes in these video games. Um, your average movie is a horror. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 movie genre of horror has become a whole different thing now because most of your movies have some crazy, you know blood-killing, rape or something in it. So what's happened is as kids, we understood consequence. Today, the younger generations are being so desensitized that they have no idea of that emotion, that feeling anymore, that that Jiminy Cricket sitting on our Mm -hmm. shoulder going, stop that, that's wrong. And then it gets worse because we had cameras back in the day But how often, unless you were a photographer or on vacation, were you carrying a camera around? Today, everyone's got cameras in their pockets. You've got TikTok, YouTube, all these things which are making people Insta-famous, like instantly. All you have to Mm -hmm. do is do a video, load it up, and everyone's watching this and you're becoming famous because you're getting a million likes because the rest of the sensitized world is now wanting to watch the violence that you're putting up there. So instead of... Doing what we would have done. Diva, back in the day, you would have walked up there yeah. and ripped that person off. Back in the day in high school, when kids would fight, the moment that one kid started getting beat up, five kids were picking that kid off and going, okay, it's over. Today, yeah. everyone's pulling their phones out so that and they no can be helping. the first one yeah. to get it up on YouTube.
3: Yeah. But no one's helping if it's an yeah. accident or if somebody's hurt or something like that. They're just too busy getting it filmed which is well exactly
4: uh, the 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 recording yeah. of it and it just it's damaging it just you know our our subconscious doesn't understand the difference between what's real and what's not and that's the harm of course of video games yeah. and of movies that they're still a part of our psyche and connected to our soul that is still harmed by everything we view with the israel stuff and so let me ask you this that i Again, hurting my soul is the is the only way I know to say this that you know in in looking at some of the news and going through and none of it stateside, all overseas because they're the only ones that are being honest about what's really happening. Mm-hmm. But the I appreciate the precursor of um, the graphic image and explaining what is there and recognizing that it's bad enough to read it. I don't need to see it. that I don't
2: yeah. wish to see it. And that's the thing too is now they will literally put, just like the hockey video we were talking about. There was a day where people would have just been kind enough to talk about it and not put the visuals up. But today they circulate these videos that people are watching a guy's neck get cut with a skeet. You know what I'm saying? Like it desensitized. Our government, our media is the most responsible for what's happening right now. Truth Patriot brings up a great point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him out real quick or uh, what he just said. He says, my Jiminy Cricket, or the guy on my shoulder, was the knowledge that my dad will practically kill me. <sighs> yes. I yes. knew that if I messed up, I was going to get um, a belt to my butt, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yep. I had a
5: five foot five little mother and she would pretty much, she would take me out. I mean, if ever I did anything, people said, I don't got to worry about you. I'm going to tell your mom, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh <crap. laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we, you know, and if you go back, you know, we were talking about, everybody has a camera now. You remember the last Seinfeld episode where they were flying on that plane and it went down mm-hmm. and there was that uh, stuff going on where they didn't help that one person. They just sit and filmed it. Yes. And they got thrown in
2: jail for that. Yeah. It was uh... that. it is... Yeah a precursor to yes i've used that example on this show before of the the last seinfeld Mm -hmm. like i said so the the law was the innocent bystander law and so by not helping someone who is in danger you are responsible for prison time today it's the exact opposite matter of fact today if i was to intervene watching five people beat up another dude and i was to go up and intervene I'm going to end up in jail if I end up harming, hurting, or killing any one of those people, even though I'm trying to save a life of an innocent person. Um, this is where we are I, today.
5: I hate to say it, but so be it. I'm, it it's worth it to me.
2: I'm willing mm-hmm. to go to prison for my Lord Almighty and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. We, we will all need to be Pauls and be ready to, to be in prison for doing what God would want us to do. And I'm a-okay with that. I'm a-okay with that. I've asked someone before, I've asked this question on the show before, as a single individual person, if there was one thing that you could do that could bring everyone else to God and change this world in a peaceful way, but it meant you were going to go to hell for it, would you be willing to sacrifice your life and your salvation so that everyone else had that opportunity? And everyone that I asked that question said absolutely yes.
4: Yeah, in a heartbeat.
5: You know, it's it's a it tough gives, one. But it gives a new meaning to three hots and a cot,
2: but work. Yeah, exactly.
4: So he said he said hell, he didn't say prison.
2: No, I know. It gives <laughs> a new meaning. Yeah. Yeah, because hell's the ultimate punishment. Um, you know, <clears throat> not not because of the place that you're at, because of the absence of God. There's no greater punishment than knowing that you will never be able to reach out to our heavenly father again. It's over. You know, but, but I love God enough and I therefore I love his children, you know. One of the biggest things that we're caught in right now is the paradigm of parties, you know, Republican, Democrat, or culture, yeah. whether you're Israel or Pakistani mm-hmm. guys, we're all God's children. We need to let this stuff go. There was a point where, you know, we could have a friendly conversation uh, two people yeah. could be married, one Democrat and one Republican and still have a happy, loving relationship. We have been pulled into this thing right now to, to be battling each other. And it's, we need to let this go. We, we need more than ever to unify and to get back on the same page, to help our children, to realize what life is about. It's about love. It's about protecting one another. It's about knowing that by harming someone else, you're ultimately harming yourself. And, you know, God will tell you the same exact thing. You know, when you, when you harm somebody's um, journey to finding Christ, who's going to be held accountable for that? The one who intervened and, and ruined that person's life from that narrow path, you know, um, but we're so caught up in this division and part of it, you know, the old saying about the Roman circuses, whenever they start, you know, really causing problems, the Romans would have um, what, what I would call circuses, but they would have the coliseums and that stuff to distract everybody right. because what is coliseum, but one team against another or one person against another. Now we just call it soccer football, hockey, basketball, baseball, everyone, or Pepsi, Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They, they have this to the point where we feel the need to choose a side rather than just enjoying one thing and accepting the other. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that about everything because there's a lot of sin and stuff that we don't need to accept, but we need to quit battling with one another, get on the same page, come together as human beings, and change this world. But as long as they can keep us divided, they're keeping us distracted. So I have a question.
4: Yeah. So with political parties, and we, we use that term parties mm-hmm. and, you know, the derivation of the word, where does, I mean, not the derivation of where political party, the concept came from, but why is it called a party? Where it's, you know, in our, we understand and even. It's a good point my understanding is it's really it's always been a cult it's like-minded people it is a group it's an organization but why do we use the word party you know party means something very different to us is there yeah. an older meaning or definition of the word that came into play that has a different meaning than it does nowadays no, no. Have How, to look like we up. think of with party
2: yeah that's a we very have a, di- we, have a dic-
5: we have a dictionary from 1828 we can we'll check have it to
2: out. go look yeah That's a very, it's a, that's a very, very good point, you know? Um, Yes. You know, but the thing is though, is like, what would be wrong with not having parties Mm -hmm. and just going out and voting for the guy or the Mm -hmm. girl that you want to be voting for? You know, it's okay. I was thinking about this today. Like division. Exactly. Because they like division.
3: Yeah.
2: I was watching a video earlier where it was a debate against a, a Muslim imam and a Christian preacher, and they were going back and forth as to which was the right religion. Okay, I can love my God, I can love Christ, I can love my spiritual beliefs without bashing another. I mean, I may even say, whether they're wrong or they're right, we don't have to like the Jaguars, and because we like the Jaguars, we have to hate the Denver Broncos. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just enjoy your team and and root for them. Mm But what they do is is they can't stop at that. They have to have us love one thing, therefore we hate the other thing, and that's excessive. where the yeah, yeah, that's where the religious division comes from. More than anything, is that you know we can't just embrace our beliefs, embrace our religion, and have a conversation about it. It's it's the I'm right, you're wrong scenario. Exactly, Mary. I said Coke versus Pepsi earlier. It's a that's the best example, in my opinion, because they're basically the same darn thing. Mm-hmm. They're probably owned by the same company if you break it down.
3: Yeah. Somehow or another. Yep.
2: The Jags won this weekend. Yes, oh, he did. We watched it. <laughs> Kitty, too. I know you were watching. <laughs> yeah,
3: we watched it. We got looking about the game.
2: I like underdogs. Really? Well,
5: we've been. Uh bunch of us that are all friends with Trent have been like every week, oh, great job. Way to go.
4: All right, so, I'm going to go back to the dictionary definition because this is actually very interesting. So for um, those of you that can't see us and don't know, Devo, um, a couple of months ago, decided he wanted to take back the English language all by himself and he's on a worldwide quest, (laughs) at least in the English language, and he went and purchased an 1828 um, American Dictionary of the English Language, Noah Webster, and the first definition listed for party is number one is a number of persons united in opinion or design, okay, in op- in opposition to others in the community. Yeah, it, it differs. It differs from faction in implying a less dishonorable association or must more justifiable designs. Parties exist in all governments, and free governments are the hotbeds of party. Formerly, the political parties in England were called Whigs, and when we know that.
2: Yeah. And once again, you threw in the word, you, you mentioned the word opposition, you know, so, you. you know, we can disagree on things and still be okay. We we have big things that, you know, we, we disagree on. For instance, some people are pro-life, some people are pro-choice. Those are pretty big deals. Some people mm-hmm. um, are like, listen, you go do your homosexual thing and just you know, don't shove it down our throats and we're okay with it. You know what I'm saying? And then you've got the people that are like, no, everybody must agree with us. See, they've pushed everything to an extreme Mm -hmm. and not everything has to be an extreme. You know, when we were younger, um, did homosexuals exist? Absolutely. They Mm -hmm. did, but no one ever talked about it. There was no arguing or anything about it because everyone just minded their own business and did their own thing. Not, push making everybody else come on board to that same thing and you know it's part of it is they they have to keep us arguing with each other and why is that division it's because as long as they keep us divided from one another then we're not going after the real problem yes. and the real problem is the elite the real problem is the new world order the real problem is the cabal the deep state those are our enemies but they're playing us like a chess mm-hmm. game and we're nothing but pawns so all the antifa All the Black Lives Matter and all the people that are in these extremist groups, same thing on the right side. They've got extremist right wing groups, too. What do they do? They get these people pushing it, and then they just assume that everybody that's on that side is the same way. And that's not the truth. Just like every right wing, there may be some racist white wingers. I'm sure there are. Oh, I'm sure. But there's racist lefties, too. You can't just, but but it gives us the opportunity to use the big words, the big names. You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe you are um a racist and then once again we're so focused on fighting with one another that we don't realize that we are pawns on the front of the battlefield what we are are women and children leading the group so that they get hit before the people that are coming to fight do and 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 this is the world right now we just need to we need to step up we need to stand up and dump the chessboard
4: i agree and in chat Suski asked um us to look up racist so would you like to know what racist says yes in the 1828 well i know you guys will be shocked to hear this but there is not an entry for racist in
2: the 1828 dictionary does not surprise me
3: doesn't exist
4: yeah, it it racist racism any of it, it none of it is here it does there is no there is no word like that in this dictionary
2: that's because they created that word uh-huh. as a divisive word, and, and they do yeah. that just like we talked about at the beginning of the show, where they rename something. They call it something different mm-hmm. because eventually we're not going to know that it's the same thing, okay. just called something different. It's, you know, we are so, I mean, as we're so, we've become lazy. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. The world has become lazy. Individuals have become lazy. We would rather everyone else do the work for us so that we don't have to do the work. But look where this has gotten us. Laziness has now gotten our kids indoctrinated. It's gotten us as a society to forget that we are the ones that have the power. Just like I was saying earlier at the event that I went to, we got to remind these people who really is in control. They work for us. We don't work for them, but they've convinced us that we need them, you know, and you know who we need? We need the garbage men. We need the grocery stockers. We need electricians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need plumbers. Yes. We need butchers. We need, a butcher. we need, we need yeah. butchers.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And a
4: blacksmith.
5: Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I was gonna say that where you were saying we were pawns, actually mm-hmm. they use us like cannon fodder. They do. Like you were saying, we're the ones that they push at charging the cannons and we're going to be they mowed we're, down yeah,
4: we're dumb enough to
5: do we're it.
2: disposable
3: mm-hmm.
2: no we we are i've read that word and, before and then we you know we were discussing uh, being desensitized earlier mm-hmm. this is how bad we're desensitized now so and i got to give it to general flynn for sure for coming out and saying this um on a uh, gateway pundit so he came out and alleges that not alleges he, he alleged but definitely happening mm-hmm that um, some U.S. legislators are compromised by globalists due to their trips overseas where they were sleeping with children,
1: okay? Mm.
2: That is the big deal. This is something that should piss us all off. Mm-hmm. That at the very least, and I've said this in one of my videos before, if there's a 1% chance that it happened there should be a 100% investigation. You don't just go, ah, I don't know if that's real. You dig into it, you find out the truth. We live in a world right now where people would rather either remain willfully ignorant. You know what? You know what in this world gets changed with willful ignorance? Nothing. Nothing. Matter of fact, the people that just want to be willfully ignorant are just as bad as the people that are doing it. Because a man who stands by and does nothing is just as bad as the crook themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Worse. If not worse, exactly. You you are allowing this perpetuate because you're standing by doing nothing because you don't want the feels hurt you don't you know what i'm saying like you know how do we make change we stand up as a society we come together as the billions of people around this world that outnumber the hundred thousand of the evil people that are literally puppeteering all of us we have the majority we have the numbers what we need is that righteous anger that makes us want to make this change that makes us want to make those moves and guess what guys we don't have to go to arms we don't need to pull guns out we don't need to draw the sword if we show up to the border as an example as three hundred thousand people they're not coming across that border anymore because we showed initiative we showed them that there's a point where we're like done if we did this as a country we could change everything immediately if we did this as a world we could make a biggest change in this entire world what but they want to do is it <laughs> is draw us into a new world order yeah. where they have complete and absolute mm-hmm. control over every single person on this earth
4: well and i think it's it's interesting that we get caught up into how do we organize this how do we lead this how, who is the leader who's going to step up you know, we, we get caught up in the the process of it and i think it's important that if we can envision it It's possible and there is a process that I I think that I know that you guys have heard us and I want to reference back and and share just a really beautiful, incredible example. Back in 2017, um, many of you know that um, Devo and I went, we actually ended up in Wyoming, we didn't know where we were going and witnessed totality of that last um, solar eclipse. Within that experience, as amazing as that was, I think the the even more incredible experience is that we were in the middle of Wyoming, in the middle of nowhere, big sky country, and there were tens of thousands of people in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's there's nothing but cars and they're all going in one direction. They're all going to go to experience this um this event. And then what happened is that on the way there, People weren't in a hurry. People were kind that people allowed one person to go or the next. And when we left after the experience coming back again, now you have tens of thousands of people in the middle of nowhere going in the other direction and nobody was in a hurry. Nobody honked their horn. Nobody passed anybody. Everybody stopped and waited and held the space because you had this collective experience and nobody had to lead.
2: See, that's the thing.
4: That it, uh, if we hadn't personally experienced that, I don't even know that I would have known that that was possible, but it was incredible.
2: The best leaders lead through example, not through yeah. words. The best <laughs> leaders turn around and go, How did I become the leader? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and was, uh, you know how you became yeah. the leader? Because you did what was right. God didn't say, Go out there and, and talk, He said, Go out yeah, there so and bear there. fruits. Yeah. And fruit bearing. Is what people see. Fruit bearing is when people start following. You know, it was when Christ, Christ went out there and talked to people, but he he performed miracles, and the miracles were those fruits, and everyone was starting to follow Christ. You know, and I'm not comparing us to Christ by any means. I'm just saying, is it if you go out and you you act, you start doing things, then people will will courage inspires courage. It's no different than when you were walking in the store without a mask. And then people were like, Whoa, well that skinny white dude's not wearing a mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and then they get the courage to pull it below their chin. Yes. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I've had people because I talk you guys, I, I do a show quite often. And they're like, Well, what have you done? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I've done? Uh, I went to the border for a month and a half with, yeah. with guns on my side dealing with the cartel. <laughs> with the cartel. Um, yeah. I, I made videos, yeah. hundreds of videos, videos. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, that's just making videos. No, it's spreading information. Mm-hmm. And rebellion starts with truth. You, you know what I'm saying? you can't. It doesn't have to be a big thing that you do. The smallest things ultimately end up being the biggest things in the long run. We just, need to, yeah, we just need to do something and I, you know, I don't want to be the doer. I don't want to be the leader by no means, but we all have a part to play. And if we all step up, get a little bit of courage, quit worrying about, are we going to end up in jail? Are we going to end up dead? Look, if you end up dead, hopefully you've got a good relationship with Christ. Cause mm-hmm. you're going to end up in the greatest place of all time. If you end up in jail, God's given you another opportunity in order to help other people that wake up in jail. I saw a video the other day about 30 people in a California prison that all got baptized, and it all started with one dude that ended up in jail who was spreading that message, no different than what Coy Griffin did when he was in the jail on January 6th. Did he get upset about it? I'm sure he didn't want to be there, but he palled up, and he started talking gospel and spreading scripture. scripture yeah he no. was he was literally yeah. ripping, scripture ripping scripture out of his out. bible and then passing it over to the shaman in the mm-hmm. cell next to him yes you know like god doesn't doesn't Stop. put obstacles in front yeah. of you he puts opportunity in front of you and it may not be the opportunity you wanted because <laughs> no one wants to end up in prison no one wants to end up dead no one wants to end up in a battlefield but god's got a mission for you you know what i'm saying so so Pull your your pull your pants up by the bootstraps or whatever that term is. Get, get a little courage. Know that God's got your back, and He's not going to, especially if you've got that relationship with Christ, yeah. He's not going to put you in a situation that you can't get through, that you can't, you know, it's not suffering. It's enduring, and enduring makes you stronger. Suffering makes you weaker. weaker. You know, it, it's, it's all depending on the outlook, but we— make the change on this world. God didn't just randomly throw create us and throw on this earth for no reason. He put us here to make change, to to make this world better, to spread that gospel eventually, to protect the innocent, not just the children, but those who can't help themselves. God doesn't waste exactly, Steve. God doesn't waste a thing. Nothing goes void when God brings it into your life. Um, I'm sorry. I'm ranting right now. I'm I'm passionate about this. Guys, take it away. I'm going to hand the mic over to you.
5: No, I was just going to say something when you were talking there. Realistically, God was the first prepper. Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't waste anything. He uses everything. He pushes, you know, gives opportunity out there. So... That just popped into my mind. Sorry about that.
4: But he showed us how to steward his resources. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And I think that that's important. That when we, for me personally, and I think for us in this household, that when we recognize that that is our responsibility, there's a greater responsibility. So that when you don't want to do it, that you're you're motivated by something beyond that because it makes a difference. Because it doesn't belong to you yeah and it is your responsibility um and you you will be held accountable for how you steward the resources that you're given and the lives that you touch and the the words that you speak and in in every part of our existence it's it's mind-boggling for me to think about how many times i've mucked up and that he still forgives me
2: every time you know mm-hmm. yes. I, I was listening to a song earlier um it was. It's called alles ist mein, to German. It means um, everything belongs to me or everything is mine. You know, nothing is mine. Nothing has belonged to me. Everything that we get on this earth from the house that I'm living in, I didn't get this house. God gave me this house. I had to pay for it, but he, but he brought it into my life. He brought the lady into my life. He brought my friends and my family into my life. He's removed things from my life. Everything that we have on this earth is a gift the fact the fact that i'm alive today getting to talk to my brother and sister julie and uh and devo right here Mm -hmm. is a gift that god gave me because he gave me another day he gave me this microphone this roadcaster like i said everything that we have on this earth is an absolute Absolute gift gift. and you know there's nothing worse than giving somebody a gift and then having to go okay and no thanks or anything oh. like you know what i'm saying like we need to get on our knees and thank god for oh. everything that we have no matter how small it is because like i said earlier sometimes the smallest things are ultimately the big things it just takes us a while to grow up and realize it
4: sometimes yeah, the smaller we, things are
3: treasures bigger treasures yeah
4: than and, bigger things amen so there was and this is not ours it was something that we caught on a meme and It's really powerful. It says, what if you woke up in the morning? And some of you guys may have heard this or seen it. What if you woke up this morning and the only things that you still had in your life was what you thanked God for yesterday?
2: Yeah, exactly. And you know, you know, you know what what that would mean? That would mean that um, 85% of this world would wake up with nothing. Yes. Yep we're lucky we're not only lucky that we get it we're lucky we get to keep it you know and that's about val- that's yes. a great point that you brought up you know what if you what if you woke up with only what you thank god for yesterday what would you have you wouldn't even have life and that's the greatest that's gift because everything else if we weren't alive we wouldn't be experiencing the rest of this that's true but that's true i'm gonna play um a clip real quick we've got uh Nine minutes left, um, well actually like seven before prayer. I'm gonna play this one clip and I wanna hear your guys' thoughts on this. Um, I like it, I, like I said, is um, when it comes to me personally, and I don't judge anybody for the way that they think, um, I celebrate and love my Lord, I love my spiritual beliefs, but I will never um, be angry or, or mean to someone else who has different beliefs. Our job as Christians isn't to be hateful to or people that believe differently, it's to spread the love that we have about our father, hoping that they find that same love. So I'm going to play this little clip right here. Um, I found this to be a very interesting clip earlier, and I want to hear you guys'
1: thoughts on this. So. Bro, I believe in God, but I don't know who is true God. Because every religion will claim that their God is the true God, and they have their own theories, stories, and reasons. So what I should believe? Okay, see. Every religion in this world will tell us there is God and there is evil. Yes or no? Yeah. So now tell me what is the work of evil? Uh, Everything against God means like deceiving people to be immoral, mocking God, troubling the people who believe in him, bringing disgrace to him. Exactly. Now you think about this. Which religion is mostly being mocked in this world? in which religion there are more fake religious leaders which people are mostly being persecuted and even being killed in this world the answers for these questions will tell you who is true god i love this i, I love, love that. that
2: because it is it's it's take sitting back and thinking for a second what what you know because everyone believes that their belief is the right one Otherwise, they wouldn't be worshiping that God. Everyone believes that their, their religious beliefs, right, that their God is the God of gods. Um, we can all agree, no matter who you are in this world, that there's only one God. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like there were 10 gods that created 10 different religions. There's one God who's the God of all of us. We are all the children of that God. But he said it so well here. He goes, now I want you to stop for a moment, and I want you to think about what is the most persecuted religion in this world. What belief is mocked more than any other belief? And what um what people and their beliefs are being gone after more than any other religion in the entire world? And I'll tell you what that answer is. Christianity.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What well, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: Well,
5: definitely it's I revert back to a bomber, you know, in war and everyone shoots at the one that's over the target you know the one that's five miles away doesn't get shot at you know you shoot at the one that is over know. the
1: target you so go, yep
2: you go for the threat you, you remove the threat and you know the thing is 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 our heavenly father is a big threat why because he's going to come down here and he's going to change his word he's going to destroy everything that's evil and he's going to bring the righteous up back home you know so you know, why don't they spend time hating on all these other different religions? Why are they spending so much time? Matter of fact, that was, you know, what they would, what they're using in order to discourage us from our faiths ultimately gives me more faith. I'm like, man, if you're coming after us this hard and you hating on us this much, <laughs> mm-hmm. we must be on the target, <laughs> you know, because the, 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 the more I talk about God, the closer, the stronger my relationship gets with our Heavenly Father. The more I see the devil intervening in my life, trying to make it miserable, making me deaf, removing f- people that I thought loved me um, from my life. You know what I'm saying? Like God, or like I said, is the closer you get to the Lord, mm-hmm. the more you're doing for the Lord, the more you are, are influenced. Because you and I had a discussion about this the other night, Evo, actually. The more yes. that you are um, outspoken, making a difference, changing those lives— The more the devil's coming after you the more the demons are intervening in your life because they can't afford for you to be doing what you are doing and and it's not like that because because often you know when in our discussion you know um i gave you a bunch of examples that are noticeable about satan coming into my life and you were like well i don't see that happen in my life and and not all the tricks that the devil's plays are right in your face because one thing that i've noticed is that they won't necessarily go after you because like satan knows your your faith and your strength so he knows that you're you're impenetrable so what is he gonna do he's gonna attack those that you love in order to make that change you know what I'm saying like that's the thing um you know it the devil comes after you in every way that he possibly can and you know I hope that I'm strong enough one day to where you know he's like go I can't even mess with you anymore I'm obviously not gonna budge you're 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 not gonna budge you know what I'm saying um
5: it won't I definitely stop. know I'm not strong enough to be that way, but I want to be that way.
2: Yeah, well, we're all working. on it. We're, we're works in progress. And that's the thing is that God didn't say,
0: mm-hmm.
2: worship me with ego. He said, worship me with, with humility. You know what I'm saying? So what does humility do? Humility allows us to do things for others without getting something back ourselves. It allows us to be selfless, but humility also allows us to recognize our faults are how we can be better, how we can build a stronger relation with God. That is humility. I can't tell you how many Christians that I've met that are like, I- I'm good, man. I- I'm going to heaven. God, God I'm going to be in the rapture. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hmm. you're awfully <laughs> confident about that because my brother, Jeff, who I love and respect as much as any person on this earth, one of my great influences scripturally, will be the first one to tell you that I hope that I'm ready for rapture.
3: Oh, yeah. Jeff. He says that all the time.
2: All the time. See, humility Mm -hmm. is what allows us to recognize that we're not perfect. Humility is what allows us to recognize why Christ had to come here to this earth and and sacrifice himself on that cross so that we had that salvation. He took our sins on so that we didn't have to. He died for us all. That's humility. Um, To me, Arrogant should, should, ego should be a sin. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in some form it, it, it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, because ego, egotistical Christians are what kept me pride. Thank you, Matt. Yes. Um, pride uh, in some Christians is what kept me from becoming Christian for so long. And I still don't like to call myself a Christian. I prefer like follower of Christ. You know what I'm saying? Because that's really what it is to me. Like even denominations is um divisive. But, you know following christ isn't divisive you know what i'm saying because you're just following your your savior do you guys have any any personal thoughts on that before we go into prayer i had
5: a thought when you were talking about pride you know the saying pride cometh before the
2: fall yes yeah exactly um, i'm
4: curious yeah. and i don't know the answer but it'd be fun to to do some research on it and perhaps you know and then research won't be necessary is we know we know the name christ but where did the name christians as an ian come from
2: it didn't come from christ i can no,
4: tell you that well exactly <laughs> but I, i'm just curious where you know there's you know we we live in minnesota so we're minnesotans you're kentuckians yeah. you know it's one of these where did the ian come from well mary, I'm just,
2: mary who i also respect um sincerely with her knowledge says it was a slang term and I A N. yeah. And it's a great point that you brought up because Christ never called himself a Christian cause he was Christ and he didn't say my followers are Christians. You know, he called them disciples, apostles, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he Christian was a, we, we have to term everything. We always have to give everything a name. You know, Matt has says we are his body. You know, I, I bet you Christ, probably doesn't even like to hear the term Christian, you know, what I'm saying because it does it, it, it in itself, it is divisive, because if it wasn't divisive, we wouldn't have 150 plus different versions of the same religion. I think
5: the it's a lot based upon pride, that it's caused it to be divisive, you know, between different areas of the religion Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's
2: seeing that you look
5: at
2: go ahead no no that just that brings us full circle into division you know i'm saying they have to divide us in every way so what's the greatest way to get us fighting with one another even when we're worshiping the same savior is to create division in the simple ways that we believe but
4: isn't it interesting and just as long as you said it we came full circle back to division but if we have a full circle there is no division yeah. and why do we have to divide the circle
2: now and we shouldn't we should we should well, all be on the same page follow the gospel and you know follow it the way like i said if you're following the gospel the way that the gospel's written then we're all good it doesn't matter if you stand when you pray get on your knees what they pray follow the gore, or follow the shoe according to the life of brian it says little. yeah this little and i love that that movie for that reason is it was so so on point they're like follow instead of following the savior they're following the shoe no 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 no. follow the gourd (laughs) well you you know where luth why lutherans happened
5: right yeah because all he said was these things don't really mean anything to us now and they got mad at him and kicked him out of Catholic religion. Yeah.
2: And then, then what so do for, you have? go ahead?
4: I just have a question for a future. It, 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 you may not know the answer now, but I would love to to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. and your research on this. If you don't have an, a, a quick answer, is that going back to All All Saints Day? Mm-hmm. Is you know we had been doing some research and looking at the fact that all. It's my understanding that All Saints Day used to actually be in the spring. Is that, is that true? Originally,
2: the, so, it, it was, so. a lot of those things have been moved around, just like Halloween was, the word Halloween was created by the Romans. Christian, right. you know, So, a, exactly, so that got moved over to, because remember, the spring is the other thin veil, right along with this time. So you had the light time, according to the Celts, and the dark time. And you got to remember, too. Is that the saints, many of the saints that they worship in the Catholic religion used to be Celtic deities? The only yes. difference is they put the word saint in front of it with a minor misspelling. So they changed the game. Yeah, and they gave a anchor. different name. Right, exactly. So like Brid I always use the example Bridget, Saint Bridget, because the Celts had Bridget. Same exact thing. Um, but you can actually go through and look at the Celtic deities and then go through and look at the saints and you're going to find the same ones from one place to the other. Um, but then again, you know, how do you pull pagans over to your religion? Um, another great example is mother Mary. Um, the Catholics hold mother Mary in a high regard. The, not only was the Celts a polytheistic religion, they were a matriarchy. The women had more power than the men did. The women were worshipped more than the men were. So, You adapt a female entity over into the Christian belief or the Christian church or the Catholic church, and now you have a way to draw pagans over into your belief system.
4: So with the Celts and also with the Druids, so there was a question that was asked earlier, and you actually may have the answer to this one as well, that which line um, from Noah, which of Noah's sons did did the Druids come out of?
2: I don't know. I, I've always, I've I've been trying to make this connection for a long time, and the closest that I've come to any connection from old Scotland and the Christian lands was Dan, the lost tribe of Dan. Interesting.
1: And I, and I can't
2: even verify that hundred percent. So Mary, Mary's flight work says um Seth. She thinks. Yeah, she thinks. And then there was um someone else I wanted to give a little credit to, and I apologize because I can't find it right now. Andy girl. Um, the New Testament says that they were first called um, Christians at uh, Antioch. So there, there's another answer for you. So thank you. That, that being said, do you guys have any last words before I move on to prayer? Because we are actually a little over time right now. It's been a great evening. It's been
5: awesome. Thank you so much.
2: Oh yeah, yeah I've I've, thank you I've loved this. We'll um, love you. Always all these great conversations. Everybody was really. They said that you're easy to listen to because you both yes. have wonderful voices, and I agree yeah you
3: are yeah you do
2: yep better than my squeaky voice. (laughs) but um we'll get into a little prayer real quick and then we'll get you guys onto the next show so if everyone would please bow their heads let's get into a little bit of spiritual warfare heavenly father i want to thank you again for another day dear lord as we go into these very uncertain and chaotic times you know we've got a lot of questions and dear lord i know those questions will either be answered or we won't care about the answer when we get into heaven but right now dear lord We're just trying to make a difference in this world, do the right thing, help other people out, become closer to you every single day ourselves, dear Lord. And the devil, the demons, the evil on this earth are working against us in every way, trying to deceive us, trying to divide us. So dear Lord, I'm going to pray tonight for unity. Bring us all together. Let us remember that we are all your children. We're not, we don't have separate creators or separate fathers, dear Lord. We've got you. We've got the the Holy Trinity, dear Lord, and we're thankful for that. We're thankful that You cared and loved us enough that even in our worst times, you loved us and you still had hope. Setting us on this path where we are right now. Dear Lord, give us the wisdom and discernment that we need right now so that we can make the proper choices. We can make changes on this earth. Excuse me. You had us do in heaven, our earth as we do in heaven. So dear Lord, I ask that you let us be as righteous as we can. Let every day, let us become better people. Let us have one less sin that we're having to redeem ourselves and and ask forgiveness for. But, dear Lord, let us always take the time to thank you for everything you blessed us with, the big things, the little things, because, dear Lord, with you, there are no little things. Everything is important. The love that we have in our lives, the animals that we get to pet. Dear Lord, being able to speak to our loved ones, being able to do these shows. Dear Lord, everything is so important. You give us that blessing, and we take so much for granted, dear Lord. We get more excited about the new toys that we get, the new phones, the new cars. Dear Lord, let us not worry or care about that anymore. Let us worry about our souls, our hearts, the salvation and that of the others, dear Lord, that are in our lives, those that we don't know yet. Dear Lord, if there's someone that is in need of your guidance and your wisdom and your love and they just can't find you, utilize us, dear Lord. Let us alter away from our mission just for a moment, dear Lord. Let it become part of our mission so that we can help that person find what we have now because dear Lord, you cared about us enough to bring that person into our lives so that we ended up finding you, that we have these conversations about, we get to talk, we get to pray, dear Lord, and we understand that you are the creator and everything that we get on this earth is because of you. So dear Lord, thank you, thank you for everything. I ask dear Lord that you give us patience more and more every day. We need to be patient with those that hate us, patient against the evil people in this world, patience against those who wish to harm us, dear Lord, let us pray for them. Prayer is the greatest weapon we have, dear Lord, and it has the ability not to take lives, but to save lives. So dear Lord, you are the one that are ultimately saving the lives. But dear Lord, let us intervene on your behalf so that we can help them find that change. Seek that love, that mercy, that guidance that you give us every single day. Dear Lord, let us know what moves we're going to make. Let us have courage, strength, and everything that we do, knowing that you're standing right here next to us every single day, every single night, dear Lord. Let us stand up and and complete the missions that we're on. Let us not be afraid, dear Lord, about the consequences that come with your love. Dear Lord, we may end up in prison. We may die on the battlefield, but it's okay because we did it serving you. And dear Lord, all you're going to do is bring us another opportunity to help other people and to serve you in that circumstance. Let us be the Pauls in this world. Let us be the Peters who aren't afraid to take the step out of the boat and walk on that water. Dear Lord, give us everything that we need. Let us always be thankful for the sacrifice that you made on that cross. But dear Lord, let's go back even further and focus on all that you were teaching us while you were right here on this earth. How to heal. How to remove demons out of people's lives. How to change this world, dear Lord. You taught us so much. We have the ability to move mountains, dear Lord, but do we believe it? No. Give us that encouragement, dear Lord. Let us be reminded that everything that you told us we could do in that Bible, we can achieve. We just have to have faith, dear Lord, not in ourselves, but in you. Dear Lord, we love you with all of our hearts. And we ask, dear Lord, finally, that you bless all those that are seeking your guidance for health, for everything in their lives, dear Lord. Pray, dear Lord, we pray for our our brother Steve, dear Lord, who is having some back and neck pains and all kinds of other stuff going through some health issues. Help lift him up and get him back on his feet, doing your missions again, dear Lord, getting back to work and taking care of his family. Be with Jeff, dear Lord, and help him to just feel better every day to where he's back on this mission right here on the microphone, speaking on this show and starting his new show. Be with his wife, Heavenly Father Christine. Help her find that job at home so that she can spend that time with her family every single day. She'll have a job that she'll never have to worry about losing. And Heavenly Father, she can get back into that scripture daily, just like she was. She's spending too much time in that hospital and wants to be spending more time in your holy book. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunities you've given us. Thank you for the scripture. Let us learn it more and more every single day, dear Lord, so we can do what you asked and spread that gospel from nation to nation. In our Heavenly Father's name, Jesus Christ's name, in our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen.
3: Amen. Beautiful <coughs> prayer.
2: Excuse me, while trying to... Not, <laughs> not cough while I was uh, praying. Yes. Uh, I know God doesn't mind, but I try not to be a little more reverent than that. Um, I see that. So, guys, I'm going to get you on out of here. But um, Hi, Vistas, Devo. It's a pleasure having you on tonight. But I absolutely love you two so much. You yes. guys are always in my heart. You, you are family, and I'm thankful that that um, God brought you into our lives.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: We love you guys. And we are thankful we
5: that so you. We're brought by God into our
2: lives. Yeah, absolutely. He's building his army is what he's doing. And, you know, Amen. He, he lets Amen. us yes. sound off on you're each right, other, bro. tell each other our problems so that we can help each other out, Um, you know, come up with a game plan, our, our war plan, you know, and in this case, it doesn't involve rocks or swords yet. You know, it just involves a lot of prayer. So we have to keep on prayer. But guys, we pray for you all the time. Like yes. I said, you're a blessing and we love you very, very much. And we are so thankful that you joined us this evening pleasure and uh livin i'm always thankful to have you here you uh she she, you don't see her but she looks over and laughs at me on occasion (laughs) and uh and i want to thank all of you here in the chat all of you that are going to be joining the show after it's published we are so thankful that you would even take a moment but you know what if this place isn't your cup of tea and and you want to go somewhere else I encourage you to find any show that talks about Christ and God. I don't care if it's mine or anybody else's, guys. This isn't a matter of uh, how I feel in the viewership. This is literally a matter of salvation and finding that one person that inspires you. So I encourage you. If you don't like this show, if like I said, if we're not your cup of tea, go out and find the show that, that is. You know, set yourself in the Lord. Find people that are going to pray with you. You know build that family because god's building his family's building his armies all around this world and i am grateful that you allowed us to be part of your family guys i love you very very much i want to thank you so much for joining us for kilted christian episode 473 devo and high vistas tomorrow night we've got um
3: dustin we've got Nemo. dustin
2: nemos who will be joining I'm us for the show so i'm excited. looking forward to that and then thursday um, no no sh- we'll have a show wednesday it'll just be me um conversation about scripture and god And then uh, Thursday, we'll have MSM Liars. Always love Thursday nights. Friday, guys, we got Douglas. (laughs) I love Douglas. I will never have any no-blank air when Douglas is on. (laughs) We will fill that show with conversation, (laughs) guaranteed. (laughs) But, guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. And I leave you with this.
0: Oh, say again see, by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the peril
2: Want to thank you all once again for joining kilter christian episode 473 with devo and high Vistas. matt and hev we expect your tardy notes by the time you leave class but thank you for dropping in late doesn't matter guys we love you and i'm just joking with you and i look forward to our little prayer session that'll be coming up this week as we pray for the governor the next governor of our state and that he's doing the right thing but all the rest of you have no fear fear not let go of the stress let go of the anxiety God wins this. You know how I know? I read it in the greatest book ever made. Been around for a long time. Might want to check it out. It's called the Bible. Guys, I love you very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful night. We'll see you tomorrow with Dustin Nemos. Beautiful evening and God
1: bless.